a big wish that I have is that really that there would be a little bit more belief in in young people's voices there's lots of research to show that it's 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 more socially advantaged pupils who are the ones who get involved and so there's a huge amount of of information coming back on what their priorities are what they're talking about huge year for democracy huge year for elections across the world the biggest year ever for for elections Welcome to the locker room. We're back, season two. Told you we would be. If you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe, make sure you like, leave some comments, feedback. Go watch season one. Do you remember when you were at school? Do you remember? It's a long time ago, certainly for myself, it's a long time ago. But do you remember when you were at school? Uh, did you have a did you feel like you really had a voice? Did you feel like you were just kind of going with the flow a little bit? Do you have kids that are at school right now? Uh, do they come home and kind of Maybe have a whinge about what's going on at school, what they're not quite happy with at school. Um, there's there's a lot of significance there, and I think we can all probably relate. And today's guest, no more so, uh, who's gonna who's gonna tell us everything about what we need to know uh, in terms of how kids get that voice at school, the power of that voice uh, right across the the kind of educational setup. So, uh, welcome to the locker room, Greg Sanderson. Tell us all about yourself. Hi Neil, thank you so much for having me. Um, what a great intro, and also loving your placards. I don't, is this going out on video? Because I hope people can see those placards. Yeah, there we go. Um, they're amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so yeah, my name's Greg. I'm co-founder of a, an education charity called Smart School Councils, and really, what we're trying to do is uh, really help every child to find their voice when they go to school. And the way that we do that is by helping schools with this fully inclusive, youth-led approach to, to pupil voice and having a say when they're at school. And we're working in about 500 schools across the UK, but some across the world as well. Um, yeah, and really, really trying to change that situation where only a few pupils and young people feel like that their voice matters at school, which I'm sure I'll explore a little bit over the course of this podcast. Perfect. Perfect. That's exciting. 500 schools across across you know, the UK and a little bit around the world. I mean, that's that's a massive footprint. Um, where did the motivation from this come from? Was this was this a, a personal thing to yourself? Was it one of those moments you look across things and you think someone needs to do something and I'm the guy to step up? How, what was the motivation for smart school councils? Yeah, it was never like I'm the guy to sort this one out. It was, it was more. Um, I think there was a, I think there was a few, maybe three things that led me to this. So, I think firstly, I, I grew up in pretty working class family, um, and then went to study politics at a top uni, and really saw the kind of gulf between kids like my skills in in kind of sharing our views and having a say. Um, compared to like our privately educated peers basically and really saw a big difference between those two groups in the kind of level of assuredness and confidence to share what we what we thought um and thought maybe just felt a bit like what's what's wrong with me here like what's 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 going on um and then i think the second thing is really uh, through working at various charities and also at department for education as a, as a policy advisor going to lots of different schools and really seeing the types of students that schools helped to, to have a say, the types of students who whose voice was encouraged to, to get involved. And typically it was it would be pupils who already had 
a lot of confidence or maybe had pushy parents or maybe had an interest already in the kind of the, the kind of democracy and politics and what's going on in the world but there's lots of research to show that it's 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 more socially advantaged pupils who are the ones who get involved and I, I guess I didn't feel like I'm the guy to sort this out, but I did feel like that that was a deep injustice. And, you know, are schools really reinforcing some of the aspects, the poor aspects of democracy, or are they challenging it? And I think it was probably the former rather than the latter. So, uh, and the sort of final thing there is was just thinking through, well, you know, this really matters. Your ability to share and communicate well has a really profound impact on your, your your life really your career and your relationships and your family life and so i i think those three things um really helped me to kind of think we should probably do something here and i guess none of that would have happened without my uh, co-founder asher who's a, a really brilliant thinker who, who kind of helped come up with the the approach um but yeah i think it was those those three things really for me Wow, that's that's really quite interesting. I, I don't I don't think I'd ever really looked at it in the sense of such a divide between the the kind of uh, the kind of children who are encouraged to, to to take part and and maybe the reasons behind that. And you said a number of things in there, um, you know, in terms of the the, the difference between privately educated students, um, maybe the, the the class of students who are, who are invited to to participate. Fundamentally, why do you think that is? Is it easier for schools to address? what are probably not the same scale of problem or challenge for for the uh, slightly more privileged maybe than than those who aren't yeah i think i think um it's none of this is meant to kind of blame schools because you know schools are really really stretched teachers are amazing um they've got a huge amount on and I, i've got i'm lucky enough to have a brilliant team filled with teachers who have a kind of a lot of respect for um but I think, you know, give, if you're really busy in your job and you've got the choice of, well, here's a school council or here's a group of 10 pupils who are really smart, really engaged, going to probably tell you the answer that you want in the kind of short time you've got. Or do you want to work with a group of pupils who are maybe a bit more challenging, a bit more difficult? Um, I know what I would pick, right? Because <laughs> you, don't, you don't have much time. And so I think uh it's not meant you know none of this is meant to blame schools and I, but i think what we're trying to do and what we try to do with smart school councils is to to just question that system really to say is it the right system to pick 10 kids in your school to have a say um even if it's a, a very kind of diverse group because of course everybody's voice in in the school is important right like you you it, it's not just 10 kids who should who ought to have a say and so what we're trying to do with smart school councils and, and our kind of group of 500 schools will tell you is that actually everybody's voice should be directly involved and should be you know practicing regularly how to share their view how to challenge each other well how to disagree because these are skills in our democracy that i think are sadly being you know more and more challenged yeah again so, some really interesting things and and one one of the uh, one of the areas i want to get into is it, the, the system that you've developed feels like it's got that kind of natural crossover to the workplace you know and, and i think again we've all been on that journey where you leave school you go to work the cultural shock's enormous 
um and it, it some of the some of those tool sets in order to to make that jump don't exist in in the education system well they certainly didn't when i was a kid it was mm. massive leap of faith when i suddenly made that transition um so i want to come back to that a little bit later what is it from um the the school's perspective that they really engage with is it is it the opportunity to do exactly that and to bring a whole bigger cohort along is it is it the process the structure is it seeing the the general children's engagement is it the technology we're, we're what is it that really kind of lights that fire in the schools yeah i think i think if you would chat to our teachers and schools i think it's two different things so firstly it's the it, it's it's kind of the big idea really so the idea that in our school everybody's voice matters here and we're going to help try and involve everybody's voice because everyone's voice is important and, and of course this is like a this is a school right this is a learning institution where we're trying to develop skills so um we don't want to have just a a, a, a kind of a, an old style school council that only really involves a, a kind of a few pupils or maybe it's cool to have a debate club but why don't we try and get everybody everybody's uh, you know everybody debating across the school so i think from a school perspective it that's quite compelling i mean not every school wants to do that you know but those those schools that are a bit more kind of progressive i think maybe a bit more in tune with what's happening in the world i think that's what they buy into and then secondly it, it's the second thing they buy into is really the sort of practical way to do it because otherwise it's just a nice idea right <laughs> it's like comes back to that that like very stretched teacher or group of teachers that you know if it's a nice idea it's not going to work for for them it needs to have the kind of practical application so the practical way that we achieve that is really just a kind of a, a quite a simple platform that helps pupils in each class take part in a really regular quick engaging democratic meeting um led by two pupils which uh might be as young as five so it might be year one students so very young children taking part um some schools do reception uh that's that's pretty amazing i think <laughs> but not all of them um and yeah so the, the the kind of platform which helps them to to run those meetings because if you're five you, you need a bit of help um i guess if you're 50 as well sometimes you need help it's not easy to run a run a run a quick and engaging meeting is it we've all we've all struggled with that i'm sure sometimes um, ask anyone who's been in one of mine greg they'll tell you exactly <laughs> But yeah, it's so it's that thing. It's the idea of the, the the big idea. Let's get everybody's voice involved, but then also the the practical way to achieve that. Um, yeah, that kind of path. I think. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And I think you you said something there around it being relatively straightforward, relatively simple, and the the best products are, in, in my opinion, the best products are. One of my favorite books is Don't Make Me Think. Um, you know, if if I've really got to think about how I use something, then something's gone wrong in the design process. Um, in terms of your early goals and and like you say you've got a, you've got a fabulous team of of teachers uh you've got a great community to work across was it like a standard sort of product development prototype user group kind of thing or was it different based on the community you were working with the, the kids and the schools of course yeah i guess this is where i kind of out myself as a not particularly technical person with lots of uh, lots of the long words you use there neil but it, it, it's really like um it was really quite organic i think we we when we first started which was a while ago now we 
worked with kind of three or four schools in Tottenham and East London. And we looked at what was going well, what was working for them, and technically then thought, well, how do we simply solve that problem? The main one being initially, how do we get everybody's voice involved in this school really simply in each class? Like, how, how what would that look like? So I think what, we, we, you know, when you're a small charity, um, you start simply and you start with like what's most possible kind of technically. Um, and so we, 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 mod, we, we built our first kind of model or prototype in Google Forms um, where we were trialing these class meetings um, using the Google Forms like templates, which actually were like a really helpful first step um, to understanding how to do it, um, how to kind of guide very young children and kind of older students to through a process of helping everybody feel included in their class. We quickly ran into some issues like it couldn't be, for example, a whole group discussion because then the 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 the, the kids who put always put the hand up for everything and want to have their voice heard will be the ones that that do that. Um, so we we kind of quickly realized we needed to go into small groups to, to kind of engineer that and make sure that everybody felt like they had a voice which was much more um, effective. Um, so yeah, then like from Google Forms, we we got some social investment to actually get some developers to help us, which uh, was a big step. So uh, an amazing organization called the Young Foundation um, were very supportive in our journey to, to give us some early support. Um, and we worked closely with a digital agency called Outlandish uh, based in Finsbury Park. They were brilliant to kind of move on our Google Forms to something more, um, I guess, more something that we could actually build a, a commercial thing on top of, you know. Um, but yeah, it started very simply. 